What is going on, my bobs and bobettes? Welcome to the Boldcast, a podcast series by the Best of Bold brand that focuses on the journeys of the everyday heroes. We hope to strip away all the bullshit and deliver the real story because the destination is just a byproduct of the journey. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to part two of this amazing two-part series. In part one, we got to learn a little bit about Miriam and her background. In part two, we dive a little deeper by exploring her fears and more importantly, her hopes. So without further ado, let's jump right into the show. Next question goes back to talking about failure a little bit, but instead of talking about what was quote unquote a failure, we want to ask what was a perceived failure? What was it a moment or, or a time in your life where you thought, oh, I failed or, or that was a failure, but uh, in reality, it turned out to be something positive. It was a life lesson that kind of transformed you to become even better. I can I go back to that day in 2010 with that Raw show? That was a freaking disaster and it was horrible. And I remember also, I didn't mention this, but this girl came up to me and she wanted to buy one of my paintings. I was shocked. She was like, I asked, she asked me how much it was and I said, $20. I don't know how to price my stuff. And I was just like, 20 bucks. Ah, you want to buy my painting? Oh my God. And then she was like, 20? I can get that at Target for $5. And I, oh my God, my heart dropped. And I was just like, that was it. That was like the last stab. That hurt. That hurt a lot. In that moment, like everything my dad had ever said to me came back, rushing into my head. Like it was scary. I, I was really afraid to show my work to anybody after that. And a lot of people really liked it and they were very nice. And why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? I already had an opinion like, okay do so much why don't you do it and I was just terrified to have that type of rejection to something I poured my heart and soul to like and it happened a few times after like after that I opened an Etsy shop after I met my husband my husband's been oh my gosh he's been amazing like he is seriously the one person that without a doubt has pushed me to just do this and he's been honest and he's been raw and some things that he says hurts, but I know that he says it for a good reason. Like, it's true. Like, what he says, it's true. You know, I just, I have to do it. What am I waiting for? So I did. There, I, I started an Etsy shop. He's like, let's do an Etsy shop. And I did an Etsy shop. And let's buy prints. And let's do this. And put it on a credit card. Because we didn't have money. And we are like, oh, okay. I was afraid of credit cards. Because my parents, like, never really had credit cards. And like, oh, don't get a credit card. It's so scary. Like, you're going to go into debt. And so we put it on our card, on his credit card. Bless his soul. He trusted <laughs> me that much. Like this was we were dating like when this happened. And I opened the Etsy shop and like I did a bunch of merchandise and like one sale. I only got one sale in like I think I had it for like a year. And it was just like this sucks. And then I started doing um art walks because of him too he's like what are you doing art walk and i was like no like uh I'm not, like no the etsy shop didn't work what makes you think people are going to want to buy it because like we bought a bunch of posters of my art of that painting right then mm-hmm. we made it into posters and i don't know what i was thinking nobody buys posters anymore right but we did stickers we did posters and we took them to the art walk and 
And I was just searching it because I always tell people, I say, oh, I'm very, very creative. You can call me the Steve Jobs of advertising. <laughs> and at that time, I really related to Steve Jobs and his, not, not his personality, but the way he looked at the world, the way he kind of put things together. Um, so I found this commencement speech and I was listening to it. At that time, I was struggling, trying to break out of that shell, do something else. And every single day I go in, I just feel like I'm just going into another job. And then I would just listen to this over and over again. And, and it gives me the chills every time. And even after I left, every time when I'm down when I'm at work and I ask myself, what am I doing? And then I'll listen to this and I'll ask myself again, what are, what are you doing? You know, time is just passing you by and this is not what you really want to do. You have to come up with a solution. You have to find, find a way. But I, I agree with them. Yes, you know, people will say he's made it and it's easier for him to say but the truth is if you're persistent in the work that you do and the things you believe in there's always a way if not you know at least you did it your way you come out uh, on top that that's something you're not going to regret because you, you chose to you chose to do it in your own way to walk this earth as you kind of started the, the podcast off by saying that our time's limited but at least you walked it in your own two steps and in the way that you wanted to walk before we get into the last question, I actually have from uh, from one creative person, if I can call myself that, to yeah, another. To another um, how do you stay creative? What do you kind of find that inspiration to be creative? I find it literally everywhere. I believe I told you when we chatted beforehand that everywhere people don't people underestimate the word artist. I guess you could say. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining myself correctly. Let me. Everybody's an artist. Everybody. Yeah, an engineer. Yeah, a mathematician. Yeah, they're all artists. So I believe that the person who made that vacuum is an artist. It's a design. It's an artist. The person who designed this house is an artist. It's just, I find it everywhere in my vacuum, in my house, in the park, across the street, in cars. I see art literally everywhere the packaging like when i go to a store oh my gosh my husband's like okay we need to go I'm like everything I, I look at all the packaging oh my god the packaging that could have been better oh my god i love the color combination of that or i love the color combination of that oh my god that would look great if i made it into a bunny like i just everywhere everything to me is inspiration it's observant right being observant and then taking that in and then kind of mishmashing it into your own style. Yes, exactly. You have to steal like an artist. There's like a book about that. Like you, there is no like original thought. Like I always think of something like super cool or crazy and I'm like, oh my God, has anybody thought about this? And I Google it because I don't want to copy anybody. And there's a bunch of different things. But it's just that everybody's is made in their own personal way. So then I, I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to make it in my own personal way and it's mine. You know, like I had the idea, I Googled it to make sure nobody has it, but they do. I just do my own, like change this, do that. Nice. So the last question I have is, what is one project that you're currently working on? And what is a goal that you're trying to achieve for that project? So right now I'm working on a lot of projects, but they're all for different people. But there's one project that I'm working on for myself that I'm super excited about. Uh, as you can see, well, nobody can see, but you guys can see these little paintings down here, the little sugar skulls. Mm -hmm. So I kind of came up with my own paint night kind of a thing. But I don't want to say paint night because that's that doesn't seem fun to me. When I was younger, my parents put me into this 
little art class that the school was offering for free. And the teacher was like, okay, guys, we're going to paint this painting by Van Gogh. And I was like, what? She's like, okay, copy it. What? I was like, this is this horrible painting class. This is a horrible art class. Why would she just tell me to copy it? That's not being creative. I, I never liked that. Like, it's just like I cringe at the point. Like, okay, you guys are going to copy what I do. So I not to like put down paint night classes. I'm sure it's not just for that. It's to socialize and drink wine and stuff. I designed a class for people who don't want to just copy a tree or a moonlight setting or something. I've do it here as you can see all these little things and um i tell them we're gonna we're gonna make a sugar scoop and everybody's comes out different and everybody can just decorate it however they want and just show them a few techniques you drink wine you have fun kind of the same concept but not really you're being your own creative you're doing your own thing you're putting your personality into your painting so that's what i'm working on i've gotten all the materials i've speaking with a friend of mine to have it at her location because she has a business that I actually painted and I want to hold it there because it, it's 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 kind of where I started to not like started but it's the first mural that I painted with a social media backing where people actually paid attention to me a little bit more it's a, it's a place that kind of started it all for you yeah yeah because uh, I've done murals before but there's no social media back then, like there is now. There's no Instagram, so and those places don't exist anymore. But that's where I want to have it. So we're working on a date for that to do a few of them there, and and I just want people to be creative and do their own thing and just like let go and, and have fun and actually put it up because my sister's been to a few of those and she's very creative. She's a graphic designer and she's really good. And she went to a paint night. Like a paint and sit night, and she brought me back her painting. She's like, I didn't like it. You can use the canvas. And she came to one of my classes, and she's like, Oh my god, I love it! And she put it up, and everything is just like I want people to actually put it up. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I get you because these these kind of wine and, and drawing class they they teach you, and then you mimic. You're trying to copy them, but what you're trying to build is this open space. So you give them the canvas, you show them the technique. But the final product is what they can create with their own imaginations. You want to give them that free range to be creative. Yeah, definitely. Because who who knows what else is that that's gonna spark? You know, like when you're creating something and you're just you know not copying. It doesn't have to be that way, and it's okay to make a mistake, and it's okay that I dropped extra glue here. I'm gonna fix it with some confetti. Like I feel like that sparks the creative juices, and you start thinking or doing other creative things. And I feel like that's the future. Like just creativity. That was the last question, but I actually have one last question for you. Because you have this very, very strong attachment to your daughter, right? Mm. What What is your hope for her? I want her to do anything she wants to do. And I will support her 100%. I am okay if she doesn't want to go to college. I'm okay if she wants to start her own business. Um, whatever she wants to do. My husband and I, we've talked about this. We will be there for her. Whatever she wants to do, we will support her. And we're not going to force her to do anything she doesn't want to do. We're going to guide her to what we think is best for her. But if she comes up with a better answer, like, well, you know what? This isn't working for me. I don't think I'm going to go to college because I think I'm going to start my own business. And go ahead. Just as long as she has, like, a backing. 
you know, like not just like, oh no, mom, I'm gonna. So I just want her to be her, to live her happiest life and to always be able to say, I can do this because no matter what happens, my mom and my dad are going to be there for me. That's me. Awesome. Awesome. Want to let people know where they can find your social media and then where can then see more of your artwork? Oh, of course. So right now I have two accounts, but I'm really like, I'm trying to be good with both of them. But right now the one that I'm most active on is Mary Bricio. So M-I-R-I-B-R-I-C-I-O. You can also find my art one there too, but I can, I'll attach it as well. It's uh, miriam.bricio.art on Instagram. Awesome. We'll include all that in the description. And thank you so much for taking the time to share such deep and passionate insights and your story. Thank you for listening to me go rant on. (laughs) No, no, no. It's supposed to be raw and, and just a story. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of The Boldcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. Miriam was such an awesome person. I enjoyed connecting with her on a creative level. Go show her some love by following her social media. Check out her artworks and drop her a comment. Tell her best the bold sent you. As we always say at the end of the show, we have many more planned and I'm hoping to break down the barrier even further and to show you guys that this journey you guys are on, that I am on, that everyone else is on, it's not an empty journey. It's not a lonely journey. We're all in it together. So be sure to tune back in and be sure to follow Best of Bold on Instagram and to check out the website, bestofbold.com. Tell your mom, tell your grandma, tell your neighbor, tell your dog, tell your enemies, you know, we're doing this. So until next time, stay bold.